Thank you for joining us this Thursday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And due to technical difficulties yesterday with the internet, I was not able to do the third part of the message in, in the book of Zephaniah. So we did Zephaniah chapter 1, talking about being complacent, uh, the church being complacent. And we did Zephaniah chapter 2, judgment to come. So now we're going to give some good news. The good news comes from Zephaniah chapter 3, and the message is entitled, Better Days Are Coming. And you know, no matter what we see around us, we can always experience better days. Sometimes it's the way we look at the day, no matter what we face or go through, as long as the Lord is leading it, it's always a good day. Because what we go through can only be for a season or for a time. But we have the hope of eternity today. And that's what I want to share, this hope that is found in God, this favor that is upon us. And we'll talk about that. So I'm going to read Zephaniah chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. It says, Woe to the city of the oppressors, rebellious and defiled. She obeys no one. She accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord. She does not draw near to her God. Her officials are like roaring lions. Her rulers are like the evening wolves, who leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are arrogant. They are treacherous men. Her priests profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. The Lord within her is righteous. He does no wrong. Morning by morning, he dispenses his justice, and every new day he does not fail. Yet the unrighteous know no shame. I have cut off the nations. Their strongholds are demolished. I have left their streets deserted, with no one passing through them. Their cities are destroyed, and no one will be left. No one at all. I said to the city, Surely you will fear me and accept my correction. Then her dwelling would not be cut off, nor all my punishment would come upon her. But they were still eager to act corruptly in all they did. Therefore wait for me, declared the Lord, for the day I will stand up to testify. I have decided to assemble the nations to gather the kingdoms and to pour out my wrath on them all my fierce anger. The whole world will be consumed by fire of my jealous anger. Then I will purify the lips of my people, and that all of them may call on the name of the Lord. They will serve shoulder to shoulder. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshipers, my scattered people, will bring me offerings. On that day you will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me. Because I will remove from this city those who rejoice in their pride. Never again will the haughty on, be on the hill or my holy hill. But I will leave within you meek and humbleness, who trust in the name of the Lord. The remnants of Israel will do no wrong. They will speak no lies, nor will deceit be found on their mouth or within their mouth. They will eat and they will lie down. No one will make them afraid. Sing, O daughter of Zion. 
Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad, rejoice with your heart, O daughter of Zion. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemies. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feast I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. At that time I will deal with all those who oppress you. I will rescue the lame. After gathering those who have been scattered, I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. At that time I will gather you. At that time I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes. May the Lord add a blessing to his word. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that better days are coming. We thank you, Lord, that you are there with us, that you're always with us. Like Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. Praise the Lord that he saves us and gives us the hope of eternity. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you take great delight in us, that you will quiet us with your love. And we thank you that you will rejoice in your singing over us. Lord, as we listen around and hear creation, we can hear this heavenly song sung by the birds, sung by the, the wind, sung by the many sounds that we hear of creation. Because, Lord, we believe that you started this in the beginning and that all of this is a reminder of an awesome God. Heavenly music, I call it. So, Lord, we ask you to be with us. Give me words and wisdom as we bring forth the message today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. So let's take a look at this. When you think about the future, what comes to mind? You think about this new year. We think about the new year, 2023, even though we just started 2022. Do we think about that? Are we thinking that far ahead? Do we think about next week? We think about next month. Do we think about six months down the road? When we think about the future, it's anything beyond today, tomorrow, the future. Do you think about retirement? I'm 57 and I think about retirement sometimes. I've been preaching for more than 32 years. And you know, as I look back and I think about that, I think 32 years God has blessed and allowed me to, to, to be a pastor. But I think about retirement someday. What will it be like? You never fully retire from ministry anyway. I know of a pastor that retired four times. He retired and was called back to fill a church. He took the church and spent many, many years there. He retired again. That happened four times. 
So we never fully retire from ministry. I think about, um, how about heaven? Do you think about heaven today? It's something that we sometimes think is something far off or something that comes after we pass away. But you know, I often wonder, as I read in the book of Revelation, what heaven is like, the streets of gold, the pearly gates, the jasper, and the many, many descriptions that tell us about heaven. Just a glimpse of heaven. You know, sometimes we, we can have heaven on earth, not in a literal sense heaven, but we can have peace, we can have hope, we can have restoration. We can live with the promises of God. So I want us to take a look a little bit deeper. How about the frustrations of today? Do we think about those? Sometimes today can be frustrating. But you know what? No matter what you're going through now, you can always look forward to some wonderful things in life. Life doesn't end today. Today is just a journey. It's another page in our journal. Sometimes we close one chapter and we begin a new one. And that's what I want us to remember today, is that God has great and wonderful things for us. Just as it was made clear through the gospel here in Zephaniah, through his prophecy. You know, it tells us here that the city of oppressors, they were rebellious, they were defiled. They obeyed no one. And they, she did not accept correction. And she did not trust in God. She did not draw near to her God. Sound like the world we live in today. How much more in Zephaniah's time does the world sound in his day as it does to our day today? It's almost the same thing going on, generation after generation. So as our officials are roaring lions, our rulers are evening wolves, leaving nothing for the morning. I think about those in power and those in authority. You know, sometimes their bark is worse than their bite. It's an old times, it's a slang that we use in America. But I think about that. You know, there are those that are in power that are corrupt. There are those in power that are like these roaring lions. They leave nothing. They think about only themselves. They're voted in by the people, but they live for themselves. They do what's best for them. It tells us our prophets are arrogant and they are treacherous men. Her priests profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. I think of the church today. Many, many people in the church, those in uh, pastoring and in authority, sometimes are very arrogant. Sometimes the you can just look at the newspaper or look at the headline news and you see this one went after money or this one did this and this one did that. And you know what? That is all part of this, what it's talking about. Arrogant and treacherous. Sometimes what's being said from, from the pulpit sometimes doesn't match up with the word. It's, it's, a, it's a false doctrine sometimes, or the scripture is being taken out of context just to meet this person's way of preaching. It says, the Lord is with her, is righteous. He, he does no wrong. Morning by morning, he dispenses his justice. 
and every new day he does not fail. Yet the unrighteous know no shame. And that's the thing today. Those that live in the world, those that live of the world, sometimes they have no shame. They have no regrets. They don't fear God. But you know, there's coming a day when all that's going to end. Here it was talking about the nation of Israel and how many of these nations we talked about in chapter 2 that would be cut off, would be destroyed. And he just reiterates in verse 6, I have cut off the nations, their strongholds are demolished. I have left their streets deserted and no one passing through. Their cities are destroyed and no one will be left, not one at all. Isn't that amazing? But it talks about that in chapter 2. And you know, we live in a world today that, you know what? Things can change at any moment. Disasters can happen. Some are natural. Some of those I believe God gives us a wake-up call. I believe, believe He gives many, many nations a second chance, a third chance. He gives many, many people that. You know, I think of flooding and I think of the fires and situations. Sometimes I believe they're wake-up calls. You know, God's trying to get our attention. So let's take a look at it. He said, I said to the city, sure, you will fear me and accept correction. Then the, her dwelling would not be cut off, nor the punishment would come upon her. But it goes on in the second part and it says, but they still were eager to act corruptly in all they did. That's the world we live in today. People love the world more than God. They are seeker of the things of the world. You know, as Christians, we are called to be set apart. doesn't mean to isolate ourselves, because we need to be in the world, but not of the world. But the world we live in today is so full of so much hatred, so much violence, so many things going on. But we need to know that the Lord is still in control. We don't need to throw our hands up and say the uh, sky is falling and all is lost. Because the word goes on and tells us that he will pour out his anger. He will pour out his wrath upon them. The whole world be, will be consumed by fire of my jealous anger. And you know, there's coming a day when, when the eastern sky will crack open, as you've heard me mention. And he's going to come for his church. And there won't be any second chance after that. It'll all be written and over. But he's going to create, the earth will be cleansed and destroyed. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth. But today I want to focus upon the verse 9. Then I will pour out my, I will purify the lips of my people, that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord. They will serve him shoulder to shoulder. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshippers, my scattered people, will bring me offerings. On that day you will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me, because I will remove the, from this city those who rejoice in their pride. Never again will you be haut, haughty on my holy hill, but I will leave within you the meek and the humble, 
who trust in the name of the Lord. And, you know, we talk about this remnants of Israel that the scripture was talking about through Zephaniah. And that's who he was preaching to. He was giving them hope. He was telling them, this is not it. Your history is not done. It's not written in stone. God is a God of first and second and third and fourth chances. Now that doesn't give us a license to sin. It didn't give Israel a license to sin, but it gave Israel a hope. It tells us there in verse 13, The remnants of Israel will do no wrong. They will speak no lies, nor will deceit be found in their mouths. They will eat and they will lie down, and no one will make them afraid. And you know, as Christians today, we can be bold in, in faith. We can be counted uh, among the, the children of God today. We don't have to do any wrong. We don't have to speak lies. We don't need deceit coming from our mouth. Sometimes the church today, or people in the church, and I'm not saying anything bad-mouthing the church, but that sometimes the church doesn't look any different than the world. Sometimes people are backbiters, or sometimes people are gossipers, and sometimes there are situations where they hold grudges. But it says here, nor will deceit be found in their mouths. It said they will eat and lie down and no one will make them afraid. When you put your trust in God, you don't have to be afraid. You know, I've never been afraid uh, since I've trusted the Lord. I've been scared many, many times growing up. Life was tough, many situations, but I was never scared. I had no, uh, I did not have to be afraid because I trusted God. I, tr I still trust God. He tells us in 14, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart. He's telling us here, be glad and rejoice. And that's a promise we have today. We should be glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it with all of our heart, with all of our being. It says, O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned the back your enemy. He has turned them back. The, the, the Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. And you know, sometimes we may be going through something. We may have someone that that uh, we look at it, we can say maybe an enemy, somebody that, that, that annoys us or someone that is giving us uh, problems. We can pray to God and we can give it to God and we can get, God will bring us through it. It tells us on that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear, O Zion, do not let your hands hang limp. We can raise our hand today and praise the Lord. We can testify today. 17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to what? To save us. That is our hope today, that we can find salvation. Here we're seeing the word save. God saves us from many situations, but God can save us from the hope of, of uh, ending up in hell. We can be restored. We can be forgiven. 
He is mighty to save. Praise the Lord. He will take great delight in us, in you, in me, in others. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And we talked about that in my prayer. You know, some people might not like that analogy, but for me, I think I hear God's orchestra or God's, God's, um, God's singing. You know, he started everything from, from nothing. And from then on, creation has continued. We have that hope. He said, I will remove from you the burdens and the reproach that you have. So God will remove those stumbling blocks, those things that may give us issues. It says, at that time, I will deal with all those who oppress you, those who trouble you. So I will give, he said, I will rescue the lame and I will gather those who have been scattered. And you know, God is bringing the nation of Israel back. I think of the 12 tribes of Israel that have been slowly immigrating back. I believe that God is getting ready for something big. We see it. We see many things happening around the world. Prophecies being fulfilled. When we look at the world today, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds it. And we don't know when God's going to say, that's it. I'm tired. It's over. But we need to be ready. He said, I will gather you and I will bring you home at this time. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes. I think of that today. What does that mean? Restore your fortunes. And so I will bring back your captives. He will bring us back. He, he brought the nation of Israel back. We see what happened with the Six-Day War, and we see the miraculous miracle that took place there. We see all these archaeological discoveries that they're finding now. In 2020, 2019, 2021, there were major discoveries, major discoveries that are validating more of the Word of God. Many, many things that are showing showing up now. Is that by accident? I don't believe so. I think it's by divine appointment. I think like Zephaniah was telling the nation of Israel, he's calling uh, the, the nations around the world to repent, to obey him, to accept correction. He wants them to trust in the Lord. He wants them to draw near to God. He wants the officials to be like a lamb, in a sense, not a roaring lion. And the rulers that are evening wolves, he wants them to be peaceful. He wants them to show compassion. You know, we need to live in this world. We only have one world. We need to live in peace and harmony. Even the prophets of the church, as we talked about, arrogant and that they're treacherous men. 
or priests that profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. Many, many people read the scriptures and they twist it. They make it say what they want it to say. You know, I learn many, many times there's things I don't know about the Word of God, but I'm learning each and every day, and I thank the Lord for that. I ask God to give me wisdom, to give me knowledge. Help me not to be arrogant. Because sometimes when you're a pastor, we put ourselves sometimes above the people. And sure, we are accountable to God. We are responsible. We are a shepherd. We are entrusted with the responsibility of our, of our, our congregations. But we should never be arrogant. So I want us to think about that. If you were in charge of the future, what would you like to have happen? I think, think about that today. For me, I would like for the world to be a better place, that there be more peace, that there would be no, no one without food. I think of uh, reading an article recently about Southern Madagascar and those people that are, that are uh, starving, people that are hungry. I think of Sudan and I think of many, many countries on mainland Africa uh, where people are starving. I think of communities where we live on this island of people that are in need. But there's no reason for that. We have a land of plenty. Even in America, we have homeless living on the streets, begging. You know, some of them truly are hungry. Some of them have fallen on bad luck. Or I don't mean luck, but some of them hard times. I think of with the COVID situation, that those going to food pantries have doubled and tripled. I saw about the UK recently, how many people are going to soup kitchens, and how many are going to food pantries because they can barely make ends meet. You know, but there's plenty to go around. So I want us to think about that. No matter what you're going through, you can look forward to wonderful times because we know that God is with us. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that better days are coming. Lord, no matter what we're facing today, tomorrow is a new day. Next week is a new week. Next month is a new month. Lord, no matter what we're facing, we know that you are there with us that you draw near. But Lord, we pray for those that don't know you as their personal Savior. As the scripture says, the Lord your God is with you and he is mighty to save. And Lord, if they don't know you as their personal Savior, today can be that day. We pray, Lord, that you will open their hearts and their minds, that you will turn them from their wicked ways and they will acknowledge you. They will confess, they will believe, and they will walk in your will and your way. You will make them quiet with your love, this love that's unconditional. You will rejoice for them. 
Lord, I think of this many, many times when it talks about the when one sinner comes to to know you and repents, that all of heaven is rejoicing. Lord, I, I pray for the those that don't know you today. Lord, I pray that you will open their hearts and their minds. We pray for someone that will come alongside of them, that will disciple them. We pray that they will find a church. Lord, we're thankful for the podcast that we can share the word. We can give the, the message of hope. Because Lord, you are gathering your church. And in the end, you will bring us home. You will bring all the peoples of the earth together. And Lord, that eastern sky will crack open and each one of us will give an account. But Lord, we just pray that you will be with us this day, that we can be truly found faithful, that we won't face punishment, we won't be cut off, Lord, that we will not be lovers of this world, acting corruptly. Because, Lord, you are the one that saves us today. Lord, if there be any that have backslidden, that have stepped away from you, stepped away from the church, we pray, Lord, that this will be the day that they will renew their relationship with you. Lord, maybe they've had a bad experience in the church or they faced a tough situation and the church has let them down. But Lord, oh, let them know that you didn't let them down. You were walking with them through the mud, through the mire, through the valley, through the floods, through the storms of life, you were there. Lord, we might not have, we might not have sensed that, but you were there. Your word tells us that you go through a, through the valley. You go through the storms of life with us. But you are the God, just like the God when Jesus was on the Sea of Galilee and the storm came up. You are the God that calms the winds and the waves. And you say, peace, be still. That is our promise today. Sometimes we need to stand still and, and enjoy the peace that passes all understanding. So Lord, we just pray a blessing upon each and every one of us today. We thank you. We praise you. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Thursday afternoon on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we look forward to joining you on Friday with a new message of hope. Thank you. God bless. Have a good afternoon. Pastor Doug Solomon.